Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/fine. Visit IXL.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com/fine. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Jolenta. It's been one week since we lived by what to say when you talk to yourself. So, you know what time it is? It's time for me to talk about what a quality person I am. And oh. it's time for another <laughs> By the Book mini-sode. That's right. It's time for another by the book epilogue, mini sode, mini ep, all those things <laughs> all we things. call it at once. <laughs> this week, we are looking at the aftermath of living by What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. Now, this was a very rare and special book because, Jolenta, sometimes you and I agree on a book that we dislike. Yes. But we rarely fully endorse a book, much less both endorse a book simultaneously. It's true. This is a very rare and special moment in the history of By the Book. It is a special <laughs> moment. Yes, we loved this book and we loved hearing from so many listeners. I think we got more listener mail on this episode. So than, much mail. Which yeah. we did not expect. We got a ton of listener mail. So the main message we got from our listeners is that they loved this episode and they loved the idea of the book. Here's a voicemail that we loved from Bethany. Hi, guys. I loved your show today about what to say when you talk to yourself. And what it made me think about is my five-year-old daughter. Her name is Eleanor. And she does this thing every night. She says goodnight to us. And she came up with this all by her very own self. And she says, goodnight, Mommy. I love you, Mommy. Goodnight, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. Goodnight, Eleanor. I love you, Eleanor. And I just love it that she says that to herself every night. And 
I hope she never stops, but of course one day she will. But it also just made me realize when you guys were talking at the end of the book about how you wish you'd gotten this book and the idea of self-affirmations when you were younger. Um, and it just gave me a new parenting skill to help my daughter continue the positive self-talk that appears to be natural for five-year-olds and we lose somewhere along the way. Um, and I think that one of our jobs as parents is to help with that. So thank you for helping us out with that and keep up the good work. Oh Eleanor, my gosh. Eleanor, you're the cutest. Please never change. I'm going to start like talking myself and like Eleanor now I, in my 30s and I be like, love I love her. you, Dolenta. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Eleanor. I don't, I've never met you, Eleanor. I love you, Eleanor. I love you, Kristen. You're an inspiration, Eleanor. <laughs> you are. You are. Now, interestingly, we heard from another woman named Bethany who also wrote to us about her daughter. And this is a slightly different sort of take on things. Bethany writes, I cannot tell you how well-timed this book and podcast were for me. I am constantly down on myself. I cannot take a compliment. I consistently berate myself for any mistake. I have a six-year-old daughter who I recently overheard talking down to herself, and I realized what she heard from me and how she was reflecting my behavior in her words. Listening to Jolenta, who is someone I truly enjoy and completely relate to, made it more real that I am not alone in mean self-reflection. I hope both of us keep being more positive because, Jolenta, you're positive for me, and I want to be positive for my daughter. Oh, Bethany. Oh. Or other Bethany. Like, thank you. Jolenta, you are changing lives with this yeah, show. Yeah. You're doing it. I mean, yeah. That I mean, Bethany. Other Bethany reminds me a lot probably of like my mom and I. Like, you know, she was raised to beat herself up. And like, even though she praised me until the cows come home, like you emulate the behavior of the people you look up to. So, you know. Yeah. It's great that you're catching it early and seeing how your actions are reflected in your daughter. Yes. And at six years old, oh, my gosh, that's a perfect time. So much better than 45 or yeah. 65 or what have you. Get the kids while they're young. Get yeah. them doing positive self-talk at six. That sounds perfect to me. Now, from six-year-olds to college students, uh, we just heard from Hallie. She says, I listened to the episode first thing this morning and loved it. Negative self-talk is something I could work on improving. An hour after listening, I was walking between buildings on campus, and it was so cold and the wind was so strong, I caught myself saying, ugh, F me. It's so effing cold. But I realized how negative I was being, and then I said to myself, I'm glad I have a fleecy jacket on, and I will soon be in my nice warm classroom. How lucky am I to be at university? It definitely impacted my mood for the better. Thank you, Kristen and Jalenta. Yay. Thank you, Hallie. Oh, that's such a great way to live through a winter day. It's yeah. just, I am so grateful I have my coat. I have a good life. I would never walk outside on a cold winter day and say that. I'm always like, this is the worst. Why do I live here? <laughs> We're going to be a little bit more like Hallie, though. Yeah. Aren't we? Let's yeah. be more like Hallie. Okay. Now, Hallie, you're not the only one in a school setting who has been practicing positive self-talk. Here's a letter from Crystal. Crystal says, Hi, ladies. I love your podcast, and I especially loved your most recent one about how we talk to ourselves. I relate to it so much. I am a first-year teacher in the St. Louis Public School District, which has been rewarding and challenging in equal measure. So back in September, only about a month into teaching middle school, I literally thought the job was going to kill me. It was so stressful, and every day I went home crying and feeling like an utter failure and that I'd be a terrible teacher for the rest of my life until it hit me like a lightning bolt. If I keep saying these things to myself, I might accidentally manifest that shit. So 
This is what I say to myself every day now. I am the best teacher, all caps. My students are lucky to have me, all caps. I am the best, exclamation point, all caps. It would make me laugh every time I said it to myself, but it also encouraged me somehow and gave me a greater sense of success or gave me the sense that I could become a great teacher someday. Anyway, I had to share the story from my life. Love you ladies so much. Always feel like it's Christmas when there's a new episode from your podcast. Oh, Crystal, stop trolling Kristen uh, by referencing yes, Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I feel Christmas in my heart right now reading that letter. That is such a good story, Crystal. I'm I'm so proud of you that you came up with that on your own, too. So good. She didn't need our podcast. No, you didn't need a book. She doesn't need oh, it. She's incredible. got it in her heart. You already. are a good teacher, and your students are lucky. And thank you for the work you do. I know starting teaching is always oh the hardest gosh. part of it. I used so to tough. teach, and the first year was brutal. Yeah. Well, you're doing the Lord's work. We really, hats off to you. Thank you. All right. Let's move on to this letter from Bernice. Bernice writes, hi, Jolenta, Kristen, and Cameron. Hey, shout oh, out hey, to you, Cameron. Cam. Yeah. I've heard every single episode of By the Book, and this episode was my absolute favorite. I just wanted to share that inspired by Kristen's self-complimenting game, a friend and I will be doing something similar for February. Since it's the month of love, we reasoned it's a great time to develop more of it. Self-love, that is. So each morning for the entire month, we have to text each other something good about ourselves. That'll be 28 days of starting the day affirming ourselves. Keep up the great work and excited for the next podcast. I love that. Oh, Bernice, everyone should try that at least for a couple of days. I don't know if I could do all 28 days. That's a lot of days in a row. But it's wonderful. I love that. I admire it. Yes. After that, you deserve bubbles. Yes. Hi. Um. Here's a voicemail from Marcy, who tells us more a bit about the science behind self-talk. Hey, Jolinda and Kristen. In your most recent book about positive self-talk, I just wanted to let you know, um, in the magazine Psychology Today, there was a study done, and they actually um, had college students, half of them talk in first person to themselves, and half of them talk to third person to themselves, like, Marcy, you're going to have a great day. Marcy, you're going to do well on this test. And the ones that spoke in third person actually did better because often we believe uh, someone else telling us we're great more than we believe our own self. Anyways, just a little tip. Keep up the great work. Can't wait to listen next week. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, my God. Cameron was just saying that's just like Eleanor, little five-year-old Eleanor. Yeah, Cameron, she talks so to right. herself in the third person yes. every night. That that's makes so, so much sense. Yeah, That makes does. a lot of sense. All right, guys. We have lots more letters coming up from people who maybe didn't love this book and also some questions. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
Okay, so let's hear from people who did not love self-talk as much as us, Kristen. Yeah, we did hear from a few people who were not so much into this idea. For example, Candy writes, I am not, in general, a fan of affirmations. I find most of them trite or unrealistic. Telling myself I'm excited about something that I'm clearly not excited about is a recipe for failure on so many fronts. I think it's an overly simplistic approach to dealing with something that's done much better with the tools of cognitive behavioral therapy, e.g. recognizing the faulty thinking in the things we tell ourselves. I think if people want a simple approach, they might find showing themselves the same compassion they would show a friend is very helpful. And I have used a couple of affirmations as mantras with some success. For example, everything is going to be okay. My hyperanalytical brain has evaluated that one and decided it's about as realistic as they come. Resilience comes with practice. I practice cognitive behavioral therapy, so I think the book along with that has really helped me. But yes, you have to look into why you tell yourself the negative things you do. You can't just erase it. But I think you did that in the it. episode, Jolenta. Yeah. You talked with your mom. It's not like you just... Right. That's true. You, you didn't just uh, parrot what was in the book. You actually talked with your mom and you had tough conversations. Mm-hmm. So right, I right. actually feel like you went there. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you yeah totally but I was saying it. you can't just put a Band-Aid over it and be like, I'm just going to be in denial. Like there's a difference between denial and like figuring out why you're mean to yourself and trying to rework that. Yes. So Candy, thanks for that letter. We appreciate it. Now, as far as people who have criticisms of the book, I think this one is pretty hilarious. It's from Louise, and it's not so much a criticism of the book or our episode so much as maybe the book is not always a cultural fit for every culture. Exactly. Louise wrote to say, Loved the episode. While I find quite a lot about self-talk really quite cringeworthy, look, I'm English, and self-deprecation is just what we do. Our national sense of embarrassment at celebrating ourselves runs deep. I do think breaking negative thought patterns and not shit-talking yourself internally is actually really important. I've not been so hot at it for a while, but you've inspired me to try to be better at it. I won't be holding down both sides of a conversation with myself anytime soon, though. Yeah. Um, I can imagine most of my British friends not doing this out loud. Oh, all of my British friends think we're crazy and obsessed with mental health. And And over-positivity. Why Why are Americans always walking into rooms saying, I'm so great, whereas a British person is going to say, I'm horrible and reprehensible. I mean, my British friends are also like, why is it when I walk into a store, someone says, how can I help you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Louise, we, we love you. I love you, Louise. I mean, I feel the same way, Louise. I just make a podcast where I have to talk to myself. (laughs) It's baby steps, Louise. It's baby steps. And you're on your way there. And you don't have to ever talk in the shower if you don't want to. But you you maybe try to yourself. And like the shower talk is kind of fun. No one's going to hear you, Louise. (laughs) All right. Now let's get to a couple of questions from listeners. So here's a question from Nagam. And sorry if we're mispronouncing your name. Finished listening to the latest episode about self-talk. I can totally relate to Jolenta's inner monologue. It's pretty brutal. Are the affirmations something you've incorporated into your daily routine since doing the book? I'm curious to know if you saw a lasting impact beyond those two weeks. So, good question. Um, I'm not really continuing the affirmations. No, but what I am doing is I'm taking time to pause and notice thoughts I'm thinking and remind myself that they aren't facts. Good. And to like that's where I'm starting. Like it's going to be a long road before I can 
you know, flip something I say to myself that's horrible immediately into something positive. So I'm learning to stop every time I'm like, you're a shitty friend, to be like, wait, is this a fact throughout my life? Do I just feel this way right now? What could I do to remedy that? What's a healthy way to approach this? So I'm just working on sort of pausing and not taking everything I think as a fact. And that's definitely been increasing since we read this book. Good. Good. Thank you. So, good. yeah. You are I'm not a good friend, having by the way. shower talks. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not having the shower talks, but I am working at this actively. Good, good. And we have somebody today who is joining us in studio who also has a question for us. Come on over here, question asker. <laughs> Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You can say, hey, this is Cameron, your producer, you guys. Hey, th- this is Cameron your producer oh our producer yes this is you know the guy who sits right there oh you're normally sitting like a few feet to the right (laughs) I know yeah I've shifted a little bit and uh, it's way different from over here wow Wow. what a world welcome Um, so my question was and I feel like we touched on this a little bit Mm -hmm. I agree with a lot of the good aspects of Mm self-talk for example I was about to start this question by saying this is probably a stupid question which is how I start like every question I ask anyone all the time. I do that, too. I do that all the time. I'm like, I know I'm going to sound crazy to be thinking this, but what yeah, if? Yeah, I caught myself doing that in a meeting last week, Kristen, in a budget meeting. I spent, like, the first three sentences of my question just, like, putting myself down and then asking the question. So, like, <laughs> oh, I, get the, I get the positive self-talk thing, but I'm wondering if the author of the book mentions anything about leaving some room for a little bit of negative self-talk as like a motivator. I feel like I use a little bit of negative self-talk because I think it's important to like know where we need to improve and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Whereas if we just are telling ourselves great things all the time, we might get complacent and we might not. Can you give an example of what kind of negative self-talk you're using, Cameron, to motivate yourself? Yeah. Uh, yes. Someone was in my bedroom recently and saw this. I have a whiteboard on in yes. my bedroom, oh, a good. dry erase board. Oh, good. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I have so many questions. As yeah. you guys know, I do stand-up comedy sometimes. Yes. And yes. I just have written in big letters on that board all the time, stop sucking at comedy as a thing Mm -hmm. that I look at every Mm -hmm. day. I'm acting as like a drill sergeant for myself. I see. Like toughen up, get better, that sort of thing. I mean, my therapist would say like, no, Cameron, like that's a bad way to motivate yourself. Oh, really? I've I've also been asking my therapist about this recently. I'm like, Mm. that's like the fire in my belly. And she was like, no. like Also, the book would not approve of that. The book does not want you to say that you suck in any way. But what if I kind of do suck in some ways? Or what, what if, how then... Do you recognize when there's room for improvement? I feel like he touches on this a bit where it like become it starts to come naturally when you start telling yourself nice things. If you start saying I eat great, even when you don't, you start sort of internalizing the I eat great and start maybe randomly ordering like more salads than you used to. And it's sort of a subtle, quieter shift of instead of being like, stop sucking at comedy, being like, keep being a bomb comedian. Like maybe that eventually you're like, I'm a bomb comedian. I'll go to one more open mic this week. Who knows? But there's one more thing here. He's also saying when you're doing your positive self-talk, you're talking about the steps you're going to take. This week I'm going to go on stage twice. This week, I am going to stand up there and do my very best. 
This week, I'm going to march on stage with my knees held high as I march up there and I look at that audience and I feel the strength in my soul as I speak. This week, I am going to do this. You don't have to say it as crazily as Kristen. No. (laughs) No, but what Kristen is saying is right. I would say, like, my therapist has told me point blank, like, that is faulty reasoning. Ah, I don't know if that's true or not, but my therapist (laughs) has said like for, for me and I think you and I, I know you well enough to say like, we're very similar in how we talk to ourselves. So for me and for you, like maybe it's still worth a shift. We're, we're too good at lying to ourselves about the negative to be able to use that as like a motivator. Right. I'm also recognizing that in, in talking about those positive steps you're taking, there is inherently, like, you still know in your mind that you're making progress. Those positive things are the result of you trying to fix something. Yes. I think I'm yes. afraid of just like going into this blissful land where I'm no longer a- aware of any of my right. faults you're, or whatever. You're not going to become hell. I'll say the Don't fact, worry about it. The fact <laughs> the that, that you're afraid of that yeah. in itself means like you won't become that probably. Right, right, like, because right. you're aware of it as a problem in the world. Yeah. Where yeah. some people aren't. Yeah, saying that now, I realize how silly it is, the idea that I would ever escape <laughs> all negativity. <laughs> yeah. Cam, I doubt you will. <laughs> Great. Well, Thanks, thank you guys. for your question. That was you awesome. Bet. Thanks, Cam. Oh, you know what time it is? Oh, I know what time it's it is. It's the time. It's time to announce our next book. Ba-ba-ba-bum. Our next book is... The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Will we learn to love better? What is a love language? Can we become fluent in all five love languages? What if there's a sixth language that we don't know, like the sixth sense where we see dead people? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. What I don't if one of them is just like a spidey tingle? Oh, like, God. I don't want that one. Well, <laughs> I guess uh, join us next week to find out. Thanks again to everyone who reached out. Remember, you can reach us at 505 510 book or write to us at buythebook at panoply.fm and join our Facebook community where you can talk with other listeners and share stories of following self-help books in your own lives. Thanks, of course, to our producer and question asker, Cameron Drews. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Bye-bye. You're beautiful. You're strong. You're good. You're a quality person. You don't suck at comedy. You do not suck at comedy. None of you suck at comedy. You're all beautiful. Um, Oh, we got an email from Marcy that I loved. Let's play that. Voicemail. Oh, shit. Oh, we got... (laughs) 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 Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Crazy. Um, Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. Just say fucking next we have an email. Like, I didn't just discover it. It's okay. Okay. Oh, what's this? Next we have a... Yeah, we have a voicemail from Marcy that's... It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.